This is the BYO Brand Podcast, the creative incubator and branding launchpad for brazen entrepreneurs. Fearless enough to blow that damn proverbial box up. If that's you, welcome to the virtual space where you can learn how to make your mark. It's like the blueprints to turn your business into a brand and your brand into an icon. So tune in, turn it up, and step up to the virtual soapbox hosted by yours truly, me, Hannah Laham, and let's start a digital riot. Hey, hey, fellow badasses. My name's Hannah Laham, and you are listening to the very first BYO Brand Podcast episode. If you landed here, chances are you have a larger-than-life vision, and you want to know how to get from where you are now to where you want to be. And that's where this podcast is going to come in handy. And I'm honored to be the curly word nerd you're choosing to pause the daily bullshit, so thank you, which by proxy makes me your host. I'm a former small-town brick-and-mortar owner who knows firsthand what a pain in the ass it is to get your name out there. And after what seems like a lifetime of creative and branding partnerships, I run Writing Wit Creative Studios, a collaborative of rogue creatives and the Imagineers behind brands you know and love. We help the unstoppable humans not get stopped in their tracks because of this whole branding and marketing thing. Here's a word of caution. BYO brand is not for everyone, nor is it meant to be. If the whole world were sweet tea, consider us the Turkish coffee. Straight up, blunt, and oddly refreshing in the most unexpected of ways. Inside our little fireside chats, it's gonna get real, y'all. I'm sick and tired of people presenting a plastic coating of unicorn shit and calling it the key to success, aren't you? No matter the size of your business, whether it's online or a storefront, we all know real success comes to real people who bust their asses, and who understands this whole branding thing. That's why today we're going to kick off this shindig with the basics. What is a brand and branding, really? Let's get cracking. Nike, Poopery, Amazon, Dollar Shave Club, those are brands. But what exactly is a brand? Think about it. Anytime you hear one of these companies' names, you think brand and not business, right? Sir, what is a brand exactly? I'm so glad you asked. Do you have pets? We love and know our pets so well that we give them human personality traits. Just stay with me here, okay? My dog Copa is a female pit lab mix, and she is the cuddliest, chunkiest pup on the planet. This dog is obsessed with three things. Blankets, being spanked, spanked quite hard like not pet, and food. When telling people about her, I say if Copa were a human, she would be the happiest, most obese dominatrix who ever walked this planet. And like Copa, a brand is a business personified, given human traits and characteristics that distinguish it from every other business. We humans can't relate to an inanimate object like a business, but we abso-frickin-lutely relate to brands. Businesses exist to sell products to customers. Brands don't sell shit to no one. They share a belief, their ideas, hopes, and they do it with people like them. Think of a company in your head. Anyone. You got one? Okay. The logos, colors, fonts, and visual assets, that's that's what they look like. And the brand voice and messaging, that's the personality. And the brand story, 
That's its past, present, and future. And just as no two humans are alike, a brand is a unique experience too. And we all assume that brands are these untouchable industry giants in an arena of their own, right? They just are. But are they? Are they really? Like, what's the difference between a business like yours and a brand? I have one word for you. Branding. Hang with me there because it's not your damn logo. Please replay that part. It is not your damn logo. The real question is how do you turn a business into a brand using branding? Building a brand starts with defining, researching, and targeting your audience. And the number one thing brands focus on, guys, is you, the customers. And without us, all you have is a good idea poorly executed. Think about it this way. How well do you think Dove understood all of us when they flipped the industry on its head with those body confidence campaigns? It's like they were in our heads. Getting quaint and cozy with your audience is more than speaking to them every day, although you're going to want to do that too. It's about knowing them beyond their interactions with your business because they do have a whole life outside of your shop or site. And that other 99.9% of their lives, that's what's driving the spending habits. If you know nothing about your customers, now would be a pretty good time to get on that. You can find out who they are by looking at your current data and analytics, plug-in tools, Google Search Console, POS reports, social media, receipts, the list is endless. We all have numerous audiences purchasing from us. For now, I want you to target your top three to four customer avatars and give them a name. For example, let's say you own a bakery and one of your customer avatars would be the wedding cakes and catering, right? Create a fictitious profile for your ideal wedding cake and catering customer. Give her a name. I'm going to call mine Sunny D. Tell me about Sunny D by researching all about this kind of client and their general needs. In the case of the bakery, look at the national trends, but you kind of want to mostly focus on her local life and habits. And when building out these avatars, you might want to ask yourself a lot of questions about their day-to-day life. So what is her life like? Where does she work? Who does she live with? What puts a smile on her face? What keeps her up at night? Uh, What kind of brands does she like? Why is she coming to you as opposed to her competitor? And how do you accommodate her spending habits? If you don't understand the people that you're serving, how can you create a campaign that speaks to them? When you want to make the dough, you're going to have to know what flavors they like and what the occasion is, right? So if they're buying that pastry for a puppy party and you're baking for a I'm finally divorced person, you're just wasting good batter. Head on over to episode seven if you want to hear more about customer avatars. Everyone else, follow me to step two which is find the essence of the business through brand positioning elements. So brand positioning. Brand positioning is consciously making your brand look and feel a certain way in the minds of the people who know about you. Take Hot Topic, for example. Any two people who walk into that store are going to walk away with pretty much the same idea. Can you even fathom walking out of there with like plaid pants and a polo? It's not going to happen. You want everyone who comes in contact with your business to feel exactly the same way about you by creating a cohesive experience. And we do that with brand positioning. The primary seven brand positioning elements that make sure that happens is one, core values. What do you stand for as a company? And what are your guiding principles? Two, positioning statement. 
How do you want the world to see you? Three, tones of voice. What's your brand's personality range? Four, mission statement. What is the organization's purpose and why do you do it? And who do you do it for? Five, brand promise. What do you promise with every interaction? Six, vision statement. Where's the company heading in the future? What's the end goal? And seven, sum up your company with a mic drop. Brand positioning might seem like a bunch of lame-ass sentences, but like real shit, guys, this is the brand's real business plan. Everything you do should fall within this positioning. And if it doesn't, cut it. Alrighty, let's recap to make sure we're all on the same soundbite. Step one, know the audience. Step two, know yourself. Step three, create visual assets. This is where the first two collide, combining to generate your first tangible asset. When most people think about branding, it's the visual elements that come to mind. So logos, color palettes, illustrations, topography, all the parts of a brand that you're going to see lining a store shelf or on a website. Heck, the average person believes your logo is your brand, when in reality, it's just the other side of the coin. Design is equally as important as your brand's personality, but there's a damn good reason why the visuals are produced after your brand's framework. Let's go back to the Hot Topic example. So the idea and positioning existed before Hot Topic ever created its logos or visuals. If the process were done backwards, Hot Topic could have ended up with like a varsity script and logo that didn't tell you shit about who they were as a company. Meaning we wouldn't be having this discussion right now because they would have failed a long time before we ever heard that name. So allow your visuals to be a reflection of who you are as a company rather than defining who you are now. Capiche? And by this point, we've passed branding puberty and we've found ourselves. Now we're going to crank it up with step four. Step four is to hone in on your branding, deciding how it can and can't be used. So if your company is warm and approachable, how warm is too warm? Do you speak to your customers like they're your bestie? Are you sure about that? So you're okay using gutter language and asking people about their darkest secrets? Guys, I'm serious. You have to consider every possibility because one day you're going to hire a manager or a social media marketer and tell them we're warm and approachable and their warm may be warmer than you appreciate. Branding your company and doing it like the big industry players means being hyper specific about every aspect of your company and compiling all of that information into a beast of a document, aka the brand guidelines. When I think about brand guidelines, I know I'm getting emotional. I think like, freedom! Because this whole thing can turn into a ball and chain scenario easily. Do this, don't do that, say this, and definitely don't ever say that shit. Trying to get your team to remember your entire brand experience on top of their jobs can be next to impossible. Have you ever walked into a restaurant and the whole staff screams something at you the moment your foot touches the threshold like, Hi, welcome to... I never know whether to duck or be thoroughly impressed at the orchestrated chorus of what's happening right there. And you gotta admit, it's kind of impressive. Like, they do it in unison. Wow. That is the power of brand guidelines and motion, though. You can write it all out and never have to repeat yourself. You should replay that last pit because it's beautiful. 
I kind of cried a little bit after writing my first brand guidelines because of how much time it saved me. I, I mean that. No matter where your brand is, social media, your website, a newspaper, wherever, it's got to look and feel like you. Someone should be able to see your colors from a mile away or read one of your sentences and think, oh, that's your brand name. Loads of companies are digitizing parts of theirs into a transparent experience, and that is an example of solid branding. And in case you care, but even if you don't, I'm going to tell you my personal faves. I love Twitches, probably most of all. They did an amazing job. Uber's got one, and so does HubSpot. If you're interested in looking those up, you can actually check it out on the BYOBrandPodcast.com and hit blog to hit the links. And now for the best part. Drum roll, please. Step five, let your branding loose. What's a branding for if you never let it loose upon the world? Go overboard with this part. Okay, maybe I should have been a little bit more specific. Plastering your logo on every surface, empty wall space, and car window you come into contact with, that's not branding. No, that's straight-up vandalism. A friendly reminder, only vandals love vandalism, guys. Branding is using your persona and visual assets anywhere you can, wisely. If your brand is hilarious, maybe make your bathroom signs equally awesome. Poopery did a great job with shit like that. Give your customer support team a solid opening line. Websites, yes. Profiles, yes. Emails, yes. Business cards, packaging, social medias, yes, yes, and yes. I could do this all damn day. Anytime someone has an opportunity to experience your brand, give it to them. Go brand or go home. When you're an entrepreneur, your company is your life's blood. It's what we dream about. It's what keeps us up at night. Not to mention all the time and money we put into them. It's kind of our way to make our mark on the world. And why wouldn't you want that idea to go as far as it can? What is a brand? A brand is your idea scaled as large as you can dream it. It's giving it your all and serving people more than just a product or a service. It's getting the word out to give your business a fighting chance in an oversaturated marketplace. Your brand is your business, guys. Go out this week and rock their socks off. They come back and tell us all about it. I want to hear the things, guys, all of it. In branding, you're only limited by your imagination. Tell us where yours took you. And if you need some help, you know, like the professional kind, you can head over to byobrandpodcast.com and shoot me a message in a bottle or write a review if you really like me. And if you're in some seriously deep shit and you need like a whole team of professionals, you can check over the can-do creatives at writingwit.com and we'll get you started. And this is potentially where we part ways until next week. Or if you think we're the shiz and want to hear more foul language and awful puns that'll get your business rolling, Subscribe and press play on the next episode, and I'm going to happily give you an earful each and every time. All right, badasses, go forth into the world, create your version of Epic, piss a few people off along the way, and please come tell me about it in the reviews. And I'm out. <laughs>